بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين نبينا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين أما بعد السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته الحمد لله ثم الحمد لله بpraising we thank Allah سبحانه وتعالى on this blessed day of الجمعة and we ask Allah سبحانه وتعالى to have mercy upon all of us and to bless us and to forgive our sins. Amen. Rabbil Alameen. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He says in Surah Al-Dhariyat, وَمَا خَلَقْتُ الْجِنَّ وَالْإِنسَ إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُونَ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He mentions and He says that I did not create the jinn, nor did I create insan, mankind, except for them to worship me, except for the purpose of worship. And so what we learn from this ayah is a very simple but important lesson and that is that the reason Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala put us into this dunya the reason he brought us into existence was for us to serve him was for us to live a life of obedience and worship unto him Jalla Jalaluhu but from this worship Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he says in a hadith that dua it is worship Dua is worship. And what this means is that dua is the essence of worship. That dua is the pinnacle of worship. That dua is of the greatest forms of worship. And it is of the most beloved of worship unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And of the most important acts of worship that we as slaves are in need of. That we can always lift our hands. We can always utter a dua in secret, in quietness. In private between us and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Knowing that Allah is always there. Knowing that Allah is always listening. And He's always prepared to respond. So it's something that we need. It's something that's beloved to us. Having this private connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In fact, the hadith of the Prophet sallallahu also tells us that Allah loves to be asked. يُحِبُّ أَنْ يُسْأَلْ Allah loves that you ask of Him. And this is something that's specific to Allah. This is something that is from the specific characteristics of Allah that He loves to be asked. Whereas if we look at creation, we don't like to be asked. You can ask somebody a few things until he gets fed up, until he's had enough, until his patience runs out. But Allah is not like this. Allah is nothing is like unto him. And from this specificness of Allah is that he constantly loves to be asked. He never gets tired of being asked. In fact, the more you ask, the more he loves that he is being asked. In fact, he becomes angry when he is not asked. Subhanallah. Allah becomes angry when we do not ask of him. When we do not turn to him. When we do not worship him with this great act of worship of a dua. وَقَالَ رَبُّكُمْ مُدْعُونِي أَسْتَجِيبْ لَكُمْ Allah says that your Lord has said, your Rabb, he said, Ud'uni, call upon me, invoke me, ask me of your needs, supplicate unto me, أَسْتَجِيبْ لَكُمْ I will respond to you. No middleman. No need to go to anybody else. Ask me and I will respond directly. 
direct link between the slave and his creator, subhanahu wa ta'ala. However, what we learn in the Quran and the Sunnah is that there are certain adab of dua. There is etiquette to dua. Just like there's etiquette for salah, etiquette for hajj and umrah, etiquette for every act of worship, fasting, dua has its etiquette. Things that are special about dua. Things that we can do that enhances our dua. It raises the rank of our dua such that if you do these things, then the chances of Allah responding is even higher, is even greater. So we need to understand what these etiquettes are, insha'Allah ta'ala. First and foremost is the matter of At-Tawheed. That is that we worship Allah alone, that we call upon Allah alone. If we want Allah's response, then we must understand that Allah said, Ud'uni, call upon me and I will respond. Not the malaika, not the prophets. Don't call upon them, because they're not going to respond either. Call upon me and I will respond. Dua is worship. And worship is for Allah alone. This is what the deen is based upon. That you alone do we worship, and you alone do we ask for help. This is dua. So when we call, we call upon Allah alone and directly. We do not worship via anything. No intermediaries. We worship and we call upon Allah alone. So we do not worship via the righteous. We do not worship via the angels. We do not ask the jinns for help. But we ask Allah directly for help. And this is the basics. This is what La ilaha illallah means. So this is the first point. That we call upon Allah alone and directly. وَإِذَا سَأَلَكَ عِبَادِ عَنِّي فَإِنِّي قَرِيبٌ Allah said, If they ask you, O Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, about me, inform them that I am close. I am near. أُجِيبُ دَعْوَةَ الدَّاعِ إِذَا دَعَانِ And I am the one who responds to the supplicant, the person who is making dua, I will respond to him when he calls upon me. فَلْيَسْتَجِيبُوا لِي وَلْيُؤْمِنُوا بِي لَعَلَّهُمْ يَرْشُدُونَ But then Allah says, So let them obey me. And let them believe in me. These are the conditions. We have to obey Allah and we have to worship Him alone. We have to believe in Him alone. This is the condition that Allah says, If you call upon me like this, I will respond directly. Inform them I am close by. And I will respond to you. So that they may be guided. Without Tawheed, we must have Ikhlas. This must be free from Riyya. Free from showing off. But when we make dua, we're not sitting there so that people can look at us and see, MashaAllah, that brother's making lots of dua there. We go in front of the Kaaba, we raise our hands so people can take pictures of us. This, this can easily fall into Riyya. Dua is worship. We have to do things for the sake of Allah alone. Not to impress or to show off to others. So when we worship Him, we worship Him alone, but we also worship Him with ikhlas. We only want to impress Him. We're only doing this to seek His pleasure and so forth. And thirdly, 
Allahu Azza wa Jal he said walillahi al-asma'ul husna fad'uhu biha that indeed to Allah belongs the most beautiful of names asma'ul husna to him belongs the best and the most beautiful of names fad'uhu biha so Allah says worship me or him through those names or call upon him through those names so when we make dua an etiquette of making dua is to use the names of Allah in our ad'iyah this is a form of praise and this is how we besiege Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so for example if we are looking for Allah's rahmah we want Allah's forgiveness and his mercy then we need to study the names of Allah and call upon him with those appropriate names. So we say, Ya Rahman, Ya Rahim, Ya Ghafoor, Ya Ghaffar, O oh, the most merciful, O oh, Allah, you are the most compassionate, O oh, Allah, you are the all-forgiving, you are the oft-forgiving, forgive me, have mercy upon me. We want rizq, we say, Ya Razzaq, Ya Raziq, Ya Allah, you are the sustainer, you are the provider. Urzukni, provide for me, sustain me. And like this, the more we study the names of Allah, the more we can call upon Him through those names. And this is what Allah loves. This is what Allah loves. You're calling against tyrants, against the oppressors. Call upon Allah with His names of might. Ya Qawiyu, Ya Mateen. Ya Allah, you are the most powerful, the most strong. Ya Dhal Jalali Wal Ikram. You use these powerful names of Allah and you ask Him for victory. You ask Him for assistance and so forth. This, but this comes with knowledge. Without knowing the names of Allah, how are we going to apply the sunnah? When we call upon Allah with these names, He responds. He responds. Point number four, we should praise Allah as He deserves before we call upon Him. A sunnah of making dua is when we make dua, don't just say, Ya Allah, give me. Ya Allah, guide me. Ya Allah, bless me. Ya Allah, I need this. Give me this. This is not haram or anything. But what Allah loves is that you first you praise Him. The way He deserves to be praised. So you say, Ya Allah, You are the most merciful. Ya Allah, You love to be asked. I'm asking of You. Ya Allah, You're the only one that I worship. I worship none but You. Ya Allah, You are perfect. I'm weak. You are perfect. I'm sinful. I've wronged myself. Forgive me. Ya Allah, You love to forgive. Forgive me. This is how we turn to Allah. Ibn al-Jawzi rahimahullah, one of the great scholars of the past, he said, when you ask Allah, you ask like that small child asks his father or her father when she needs something, when she wants something. She doesn't ask once and give up. She tries and he tries to praise and to soften you up and to use this and use that to get to you. To soften you to somehow, okay, give in. Right? This is the same way we are, we should be in front of Allah. You sit there and you beg Allah. 
and you praise Allah. And you ask of Him by praising Him in the best way that you know. In your own words. In English, if that's easy for you. In Afrikaans, if that's easy for you. But you speak to Allah directly, sincerely from the bottom of your heart. This is what Allah loves. Number five is, always send salah upon the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam when making dua. For the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam, he said, Every dua is kept back until you send blessings upon the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam. So before we make dua, you praise Allah and you say, Ya Allah, send salah upon the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Send your blessings and your salam upon the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And before you end off, you always end off, وَصَلَّ ala عَلَىٰ Muhammad. Allahumma salli ala Muhammad. Oh Allah, send your, your peace, your salah, your mercy, your blessings upon the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam. This is a key to having your dua being accepted. This is one of the shortcuts, if you like, for having your dua being accepted. So we praise Allah and we send salah upon Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. These are the etiquette that Allah loves. <coughs> Another sunnah is to try and face the qibla. Is to try and face the qibla. If you can. It's not a fault. If you are driving your car and you are in whichever direction and you're making dua, no problem. You are sitting at home, you're laying in bed, you're making dua, no problem. But if you can, try and face the qibla. These are just additional benefits that will help in your dua being accepted. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam on the day of Al-Badr, the battle of Badr, he looked at the mushrikeen, he saw all of them, and he faced the qibla, raised his hands, and he cried out to his Rabb. So it's from his etiquette that he turned and he used to face the qibla, especially when in times of need. So when we can, try your best to face the qibla when making dua. It's, it's just that little bit better. From the same hadith, what do we learn? He raised his hands. And this is another sunnah of making dua, is to raise your hands when you call upon Allah. This is a sign of a slave humbling himself in front of his master, in front of his Rabb. Like a beggar, he sits with his hands open, asking of his Rabb. And this is something that's praiseworthy. This is something that's beloved to Allah, that he sees this from his slave. The one who is constantly in need of him. So there's no humiliation in this. There's no humiliation in humbling yourself in front of Allah. In Islam, we do not humble ourselves unto people. So we don't go in front of another sheikh, another person and we humble ourselves. And we humiliate ourselves by kissing his feet or kissing him and, you know, sitting there like a slave of the sheikh. No, but we do this for Allah. Because there's no, there's no humiliation, this is only praiseworthy. When we do this in front of our Rabb, the one who's deserved of this humbleness, of this servitude. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam, he said in the hadith, إِنَّ رَبَّكُمْ تَبَارَكَ وَتَعَالَى حَيِّيٌّ كَرِيمٌ Indeed, your Rabb, Tabaraka wa Ta'ala, the most blessed, the most high, he is حَيِّيٌّ كَرِيمٌ He is shy. And he is kareem, he is generous. يَسْتَحْيِي مِنْ عَبْدِهِ إِذَا رَفَعَ يَدَيْهِ إِلَيْهِ أَنْ يَرُدَّهُمَا صِفْرًا Allah becomes shy towards his slave. 
that when that slave raises his hands unto him, to bring them back empty. What does this hadith teach us? That when you raise your hands, Allah feels, how can I let him? How can I not respond to him? Look at my slave, turning unto me, begging me. How can I not respond to him? Allah becomes like this towards the slave. Subhanallah. Yet he's not in need of the slave. Yet he can replace that slave at any moment with better than him. But this is our Rabb. This is Ar-Rahman, Ar-Rahim. This is our Lord, Al-Kareem, Al-Hayi. The one who is full of shyness and modesty towards his own slaves. So this is the Sunnah. When we, ra- when we turn, make dua and raise the hands. How do we raise the hands? There's a hadith in Abu Dawood that says the Prophet وسلم, is to cup his hands together with his palms facing upwards. So when you make dua, try to put your hands together and together like this with the palms facing sort of upwards. This is the, the, the description of raising the hands in the sunnah. So you don't have to sit like this. With your arms wide apart and so forth. People become emotional when they make dua, so they do certain things. But that's not what the Prophet ﷺ used to do. When he was on the minbar at times, he would raise his hands high up when asking for rain. When asking times of drought and so forth. But in general, it's to be shy in front of Allah. Humble in front of Allah, cup your hands together and turn to your Rabb in this way. Tayyip. So the hadith says when you ask of Allah, ask of Him with the palms of your hands, not the backs of them. Right? So you face the hands upwards like this. This is something that is the sunnah. Another etiquette of dua is to have yaqeen. Is to be firm when you make dua. Be certain when you make dua that Allah is going to respond. Allah is going to answer my call. Allah is not going to neglect me. Allah is the most merciful. He loves to give. He will give. Allah is the one who responds. He will respond. He's Al-Mujib. He will respond. He's Al-Qarib. He's close. He's near. He will respond. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Call upon Allah. When you are certain of a response, be certain Allah is going to answer. And he said, because remember that Allah will not answer a dua Allah will not respond to the dua that comes from a negligent and heedless heart. Allah will not respond to that type of dua. Because that person is not sincere. He's not certain. He doesn't truly believe. And he's not paying attention. The example that always comes to mind when I read this hadith is إِهْدِنَا الصِّرَاطَ الْمُسْتَقِيمِ How many of the Muslims recite this? Every day we read, guide us to the straight path. صِرَاطَ الَّذِينَ أَنْعَمْتَ عَلَيْهِمْ The path of those who bestowed your mercy or your blessings upon. Not the path of those who went astray, nor the path of those who have your anger. We're always making dua for guidance. But how many people are upon proper guidance? The question is, 
what type of dua is that that they are making? When they are making dua, is it coming from a heart that's paying attention? Are they paying attention in the salah? Asking Allah, Ya Allah, when I'm saying this, I'm, I'm sincerely asking Allah for guidance. Or is it coming from a heart that is negligent, heedless, not paying attention? So he's reading Ihdina Sirat al Mustaqim, but he's thinking about his business. He's reading Ihdina Sirat al Mustaqim, but he's thinking about the children and the wife. She's reading Ihdina Sirat al Mustaqim. But she's thinking about something she saw on social media. And this one's thinking about rugby and that one's thinking about the cricket. What? Is Allah going to respond to this dua? The hadith is telling us he doesn't respond to the heart that's heedless and negligent of him. So when you make dua, be attentive. Know what you are asking Allah. Pay attention and ask Allah with sincerity and believe he's going to answer. This is the sunnah of making dua. Also, we should ask frequently, meaning don't become hasty. Don't become hasty. The Prophet wasallam, he mentioned that the slave will receive a response as long as his dua does not involve sin or, se- or severing family ties, ties. These things prevent dua from being accepted. When we are involved in sin, especially major sin, Allah withholds the, the response. Or we cut off family ties. This is one of the reasons Allah does not respond. Because you did not, you cut off your brother. You broke off ties with your sister, your mother, your father. Subhanallah. For this Allah says, I'm not going to respond to this person. Because this, the sin of family ties is this big. Of breaking family ties. And he said, as long as he is not hasty. What does this mean? He said when he says, I made dua, I made dua, but I've not yet seen a response. So he stops making dua. I asked Allah once, twice, thrice, two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, I haven't got a response. One year, two years, I asked Allah, I haven't got what I wanted. I give up. That's enough. This is hastiness. The Prophet said, This is hastiness. Allah is not going to respond to such a person. Have sabr. Know that Allah knows best what's best for you. Allah knows best the right time to give you what you want. He knows best what you, th- what you deserve and what you do not deserve. As opposed to getting upset, have sabr. And look at your own condition and think, why am I not being responded to? Perhaps I need to fix up something. Perhaps I need to rectify my situation before Allah rectifies or Allah gives me what I'm looking for. But never become hasty. Never become hasty. Another etiquette of dua is to make dua with firmness. The Prophet said, La ahadukum. None of you should say, Allahumma ghfirli in shi'at. Allahumma arhamni in shi'at. Oh Allah, forgive me if you wish. Oh Allah, have mercy upon me if you wish. Liya'zim al mas'alah. He said, Be firm when you ask. For Allah cannot be compelled. And this is something that's very, very common. I'll give you an example. We say, may Allah bless you, inshallah. May Allah guide you, inshallah. May Allah bless us all, inshallah. What does inshallah mean? Inshallah means if Allah wills. The Prophet said, don't say, 
Oh, Allah forgive me if you wish, if you will. Don't say that. When you make dua, be firm. Oh Allah, bless me. Oh Allah, guide us. And we say, Amin. When you make dua, you say, Amin. When somebody makes dua for you, you say, Amin. You do not say, Insha'Allah. That's not the etiquette of dua. It's an incorrect practice that has become widespread. After dua, we say, Insha'Allah. We say, Insha'Allah, Amin. Don't say that. It's incorrect. We need to know the difference. If I plan to do something, I will see you tomorrow, inshallah. We'll be back one day, inshallah, for Jumu'ah. We will meet on Eid, inshallah. I'm going to fast the six days of Shawwal, inshallah. This is an intention I made. I will say, inshallah, this is only going to happen if Allah wills. It's not a dua. When you make dua, you do not say inshallah. When you make dua, somebody makes dua, you say, Ameen. Oh, well, ah, what does Ameen mean? Oh, Ameen means, oh Allah, accept. When you say Ameen, it means, oh Allah, accept. So this is something we need to rectify. When somebody makes dua, you're listening to a dua, the imam makes dua, anybody makes dua, do not say inshallah. Say Ameen. Because the Prophet sallallahu said, none of you should say, Oh Allah, forgive me if you wish. Oh Allah, have mercy upon me if you wish. Rather, meaning, be firm when you make dua. Etiquette of dua. طيب, to end off, make dua at times of ease and times of blessings and plentiness. Because the Prophet sallallahu said, if you remember Allah during times of ease, He will remember you during times of hardship. A believer doesn't only turn to Allah in times of difficulty. Today things are tough. Ya Allah, give me, bless me, guide me, guard me ease, guard me shifa, grant my child shifa. And when Allah gives, we go back to, back to our old ways. And all of a sudden, you don't make dua anymore, not asking Allah for this anymore, not worshipping Allah anymore, not making dhikr of Allah anymore. If you want that relief in times of difficulty, the key is to remember Allah in times of ease. When you make dua in times of ease, when the time of difficulty comes, Allah will respond in times of difficulty. Because Allah doesn't want us only to be worshipping Him in times of difficulty. We worship Him day in, day out. Right? Times of ease, times of hardship, we are worshippers of Allah. This is what we were created for. لِيَعْبُدُونَ To worship Him, to worship Him alone. طيب, perhaps I can finish off these, uh, these etiquettes very quickly. Number one, or, or, well, actually number 14, is, but I think I skipped a few, ensuring that your food and drink is halal. And your clothing is halal. For there's a hadith, the Prophet ﷺ mentioned the man, he comes, he's a traveler, he's disheveled, he raises his hands to Allah, he says, Ya Rabb, Ya Rabb. She's doing things that are part of the etiquettes of dua. وَمَطْعَمُهُ حَرَامُ وَمَلْبَسُهُ حَرَامُ But his food is haram. What he eats, his clothing that he wears, haram. His income, his rizq and so forth is from haram. فَأَنَّا يُسْتَجَابُ لِذَلِكَ Do you think he's going to be responded to? The Prophet is telling us, if this is the way your lifestyle is, 
Then no matter what you do of etiquette, you wake up in the middle of the night, you're raising your hands, you're doing all the good things when making dua, but the rest of your lifestyle is haram. That's not going to be responded to. Wallahu musta'an. Try to say dua silently, full of humility and humbleness. This is how dhikr in general should be done. The Prophet wasallam he found some sahaba raising their voices in dhikr. And he said, oh people, be easy with yourselves. Take it easy. Relax. For the one you are calling, he's not deaf, rather or absent. Rather the one that you are calling, he's the all-hearing and he's close by. When you worship Allah, you're making dhikr of Allah, you're making dua to Allah, there's no need to scream. There's no need to raise your voices out loud. Call upon Allah silently, quietly to yourself. This is closer to sincerity. It's closer to humbleness. And this is also how, for example, Zakariya salam, he called upon his Lord in secret, as Allah says in the Quran. So these are some of the etiquettes of dua. My time has come to an end that we can try to use when making dua. Some of them that we mentioned, be sincere. Worship Allah alone. You worship other than Allah, you fall into major shirk. There's no benefit to any of your worship. Showing off in worship is minor shirk. That worship is not accepted. Call upon Allah with His names and attributes. Praise Him before you make dua. Speak to Him and praise Him. Send salah and salam upon the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allah will respond to your dua. Avoid living lives of haram. Food, drink, clothing. Worship Allah in times of ease. And He will remember you in times of difficulty. Be firm when you ask. Don't say if you wish ya Allah, inshaAllah. Be firm when you ask. Have yaqeen, he will respond. Don't have doubt. Do not be hasty. Have sabr. Know that Allah will give you when it's the right time. He may give you better if you waited. Or he may keep bad things away from you. But Allah will respond when the time is right. Have sabr. And these are some of the etiquettes that we mentioned today. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. أقول هذا القول وأستغفر الله العظيم لي ولكم ولوالدي ولوالديكم ولسائر المسلمين من كل ذنب فاستغفروه إنه هو الغفور الرحيم وصلى الله على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين